1: Hey guys, before we start, we wanted to make a statement concerning the most recent SI.com article pertaining to the Mavericks front office controversy. It's been a conflicting week as a Mavs fan. The resurfaced controversy of sexual harassment in the most recent public accusation has made it difficult to root for the Mavs right now. The Mavericks' lack of oversight, or at best, willful ignorance, to possibly allow this awful behavior to continue is an absolute disgrace, and it is infuriating. Each and every one of us at MFFLs.com and Hoops and Hefeweizen's podcasts love and adore our Mavericks. The Mavs have been the subject of many of our fondest memories with our friends and our families. The Mavs are the reason we do this pod. They're the reason that we watch basketball. But this is bigger than basketball. This is more important than basketball. And The behavior the Mavericks organization may have tolerated is absolutely disgusting, and it needs to be addressed quickly and harshly. We're excited to talk about our players and coaches, who so far seem to be clear from any wrongdoing or participating in this toxic work culture. We're still Mavs fans for life, and we're excited about the restart of the NBA and the playoffs in general. But this cannot be swept under the rug or continue to be business as usual when our team needs to be held accountable. Thanks for hearing us out. Now back to the pod. Coming in faster than a Kyle Anderson crossover, it's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denim. With me today are my fellow Mavs fans for life. We got somebody that is a 100 followers richer. We have at Reddit Mavs, Ruben. How are you, sir? i'm doing well how are you yo getting better every day specifically we get to talk some Mavs basketball lurking in the shadows and eagerly waiting to make a left turn we have at edmund the slayer grant how are you sir
2: i'm good gonna make left turns today about 1
1: he's gotta go fast all right and with us today we have our editor-in-chief a real american a real hero a real human being bryce patterick at bryce Patrick, how are you sir
0: Oh, I'm good. Man, what an intro. Hey, man. Hey,
1: listen. I am running on what is just cold brew and cold brew. My heart is a human (laughs) drum solo right now. It is just... Let's get this going, guys. Uh, First thing, we had a couple of scrimmages that we didn't cover. I'd like to do a quick recap they happened okay now let's go to the regular season it's the start of the season. we're finally Everybody. here oh, let's go. thank god That's you know absolutely fantastic i can't
0: wait be. for the mav's season opener this today on sunday yeah uh, <laughs> yeah me, I'm glad the rockets absolutely... really sucked it doesn't count yeah i will say
1: yeah i'm so glad the mavericks didn't choke against <laughs> a houston team that infuriates every traditional basketball purist. <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: all right so we have to talk about it because unfortunately
3: uh, i didn't you know. want to but we were here to do this
1: <laughs> the yep the dallas mavericks uh, fell short uh to the uh everyone's favorite team to talk about when they feel like talking about statistics uh the houston rockets uh, and,
0: also known better known as the Pouston rockets
1: the puston rockets mm-hmm. Ooh, oh i love to go yeah i i am i i have some good friends that live in houston and i've met some really kind people from houston but damn is that my least favorite city in texas i just don't like anything from it there's some redeeming qualities but we're not going to talk about that here this is a mass fan podcast. Right. let's do this all right so uh big takeaways we got trey burks on parade he went off that dude didn't look like he was going to miss and i think he only missed one three-pointer so he is two. living up he to his eight, name he eight, for 10. eight for ten i'm sorry which yeah, is missed. nuts absolutely insane that is some 2k numbers uh he i'm looking forward to the trey brick cover of 2k uh and uh 2k 22 i'm really excited about it bubble edition bubble edition yeah absolutely uh there's definitely got to be like a card or something that's going to happen in 2k like he's, he's absolutely He's on fire. Um, so uh, all for naught, unfortunately, like this would have easily been like, this is the Trey Burke game. Holy hell, did we just like gain a six, you know, our, a true six man? Because to me, man, uh, my favorite type of bench players are the, uh, guards that have the hilarious irrational confidence that always think they're open. Um, but if he's you know nailing shots, like Jordan shots, Clarkson. Like there's Jordan this, Cla- <laughs> There's this
0: tweet from uh, Robert Robbie Calland who writes for uh, Up Rocks, I think, and he tweeted like years and years ago. And it was like quote, "It's Jordan Clarkson time," from, <laughs> from Jordan Clarkson, and he'll just retweet it like all the time. It's so perfect. <laughs>
1: oh. Like I said, probably on the pod before my favorite six man of all time is Nick Van Exel. I think he's just like, that's when I think of like what I want out of a bench player, I just want a guy that is just going to, that thinks whatever shot he's taking is the best shot. And he just knows it's going in regardless if it does um, that. It's kind of why I liked Nick young. <laughs> I know he, but you know, he obviously didn't produce in the same fashion, but uh Good on you, Trey Burke. Uh, do it again. You know what? Ball don't lie. I'm
3: happen. just you know I'm just worried because like not everybody understands that like, oh fuck he can shoot now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. You know I'm just worried about how defenses are gonna you know react because especially right now like we only have like eight games to play. Well now seven, but you know like things could be a little bit more reactionary mm-hmm. because there's this much time to like make this much ground. Like teams that we're playing against who are fighting for a playoff spot, like the Sun somehow you know, they're going to be trying to devise, you know, schemes against like our hot players. And obviously Trey has been fucking fire, you know, red hot. So.
1: Absolutely. Well, speaking of the opposite of red hot uh, Seth Curry, uh, you know, for a guy that was just lighting it on fire throughout all the scrimmages, uh, dude did not have a great game. That was fairly disappointing. Uh, Specific. I don't know what voodoo curse has finally come across the bubble into the dallas mavericks uh locker room uh that has uh cursed their free throw shooting more than anything um i don't know if that's prep i don't know if that's concentration um perhaps the cyber crowd is getting too loud um i don't know who gave the cyber crowd the little noodles to distract the mavericks uh during their free throw games but are their free throw attempts um but yeah that's clearly something they need to work on late game situations have been a struggle all season and as much as I want to be like oh it's a young team it's like yeah but they're young and good (laughs) like that's something that we need to get better
0: at Um, and and Luca just needs to become a better shooter like that's like that's what it comes down to like he he was one of nine from three the only shot he made was the step back right in James Harden's face which was nice but I think that might have been his first three that he took and then if he went over 8 after that but he, de- he definitely didn't make another one after that and he was 5 for the line and he's had free throw struggles for a guy who's going to make his money on being on the stripe you gotta make your free throws if you like earn them like it doesn't do you any good to get to the line and then like miss absolutely
3: yeah I mean dude shot 11 for 27 I mean 40% is pretty good but like on that volume of shots you know like mm-hmm. especially when you had Kristaps you know who shot about the same but shot exactly half of his shots, man. Like, Chris Lopes had it this game, and it's just – it's frustrating. Like, I don't know what the hell happened on that last play, um, you know, because early on, those last two minutes of, of – um, those last two minutes of regular time, of uh, regulation time, they were, uh, you know, going to Chris Lopes, like, you know, Luca was actually passing the ball, like, not trying to play hero ball, and then, like, it just all crumbled um, real quick. Like- I will say,
1: I will say something that I I didn't realize would be an advantage, and I think it's something that small ball offers that I didn't think of. We think of like bigs are like, all right, cool. These guys are bigger, they're taller, they're going to rebound better. And I think the Robert Covington tip in shows that sometimes innovation or sometimes uh, uh, being. Uh, strategically deviant can be a, a real advantage because really he just snuck around maxi like mac or uh, maxi should have boxed out three Ma- people for how big big he is
0: maxi is also not great at boxing out
1: right and it's like well what's the point of being seven foot and being a big my question you can't box out a, a, a small forward for a winning tip end, or the tip in that ultimately led into overtime and ultimately the loss my question is why is
0: bobon not in there like right you've
3: literally that got was, yeah
0: like a timeout or whatever like all you have to do is like get that rebound like right. if they make the shot fine if they miss the shot you get the rebound like th- that's the only scenario that you can like not it's get like, it
3: it's like between kp and bobon being like right there like they could have boxed out all five of...
0: <laughs> they literally could have just like palm- palmed yeah. it like from the rim like bobon
3: does like how we saw him have that uh that alley-oop <laughs> early in the game where Luca just... Luca intentionally missed the three to get the assist intentionally airballed a three to get yeah the assist. airballed a three to get the assist like it's great you know like, so I mean we do have uh, speaking of Robert
0: Covington um you know he hit that that uh, that dagger shot uh from three in overtime you know how what he was shooting on threes before that no idea oh no oh of eight. That was his one three-pointer made.
1: <laughs> just a positive regression. It's just, well, oh, eventually was, something
0: will go in. He was 4 of 14 for the night. His, he two Half of his shots that he made were the dagger three in overtime that sealed it and the tip in. Like, uh. that's half of his 14 <laughs> shots. Only two uh. makes.
2: So, Bryce, I'll I don't know if back. it's going to make you feel better, but that uh, that three you were talking about was Luca's first basket. <laughs> And he well, it came 7:35 so in the first quarter, and he didn't hit another three uh, after that. And that's he our was research one of guy. One two at the time. This is mm-hmm.
3: our research guy talking. So well, this is why yeah. we keep
2: him in the shadows, so he has more time to play on
1: his computer.
3: And yeah.
0: Speaking to- of free throw struggles, freaking Russell Westbrook was four of eight from the free throw line.
1: Yeah. Russell man, and that, thirteen that does
0: make sense. of okay. He was one of three from three, which that's honestly a good shooting percentage for him. He was 13
3: of 30 from the field. <laughs> of 30! Bro, he shot so many, like, mid-range shots. And I was like, it's oh, not my gosh. On. Like he's, But he's so good, guys.
0: He's like he, he's a- he actually is normally really good at, like, the mid-range shot When they were just, like, giving it to him, I think that, like, got in his head, maybe. I don't know. Maybe.
2: I don't know, dude. It's just what happens when the Mavs play one of the best centers in the league.
3: <laughs> and
2: Russell
0: Russell.
2: <laughs> he's the... <laughs>
3: look at the
0: stats
2: man
3: and then of oh, course of course harden we know harden as of right oh. now like he's the one of the best free throw shooters like in the league obviously like shot 18 he gets for practice 21. that's for certain i'm for real <laughs> you know Jesus. he's had 21 attempts you know eventually luca will be there and luca will hopefully hit a similar clip and when he does i will forget all the Harden slander i had uh. for years and years oh <laughs> but, i won't
0: like it's it's funny like there's it's so like it's it's dicey cuz some people want to like frame it as like oh why are you like in favor of like Luca getting to the free throw line and doing all this stuff to like draw fouls but not harden is it cuz Luca's white i'm like no it's cuz i hate houston
1: right well i i'm going to start calling uh start i'm starting to start calling james harden duck hunt because he is just hunting for fouls this whole time <laughs> just and, and and it's just for me his shooting like the dude, i mean he's obviously an amazing talent but they they did a great little feature on sport center where basically they show his shot when he is wide open and like he has like like 2 feet from where he started his jump to where they go but anytime it is contested he jumps like 4 feet ahead of time and it's just like all right it's one thing to like give a guy enough space to hit the shot it's another thing where this person is no longer attempting to make a shot. He's just trying to draw a three point foul. And it's just like, if there's one thing that NBA can improve on is stoppage of time, foul calls and free throws, like free throw attempts to me is just like, as much as that's very much a part of the game, like the more we can limit that the better, because as far as an NBA fan, um, I, I, that's something I do appreciate actually about the NBA is for the most part, they're not calling the take tack fouls. Like they're not calling traveling or double dribble all that frequently Just because like, James Harden. well, sure. But th- th- what's funny is like, because of just certain handling they realize like hey maybe this might be against the rules but ultimately it doesn't take away from our product or the excitement of the game as opposed to the nfl where like hey this guy was holding on the opposite side of the field that didn't impact the play let's restart everything give them 10 yards back like and it just stops everything and it's just it's because if there's anything fans love is a bureaucratic enforcement of the rules like that's what gets us excited um so James Harden plays that game, and I'm tired of it. And uh, you know what? Pick a haircut, bud.
3: (laughs) Man, I was so (laughs) surprised when they called that fucking palming call against us right like that has been like in my brain since i saw it i was like "But the the blocking fe- there was like no oh, blocking palming, fe- like oh. palming the ball <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like, it was so stupid there was, I was sorry, like your I don't audio think it...
0: cut out because my internet was being weird uh, that's
3: <laughs> it's like i don't think i ever i've ever seen that ever be called it's
0: like just called on Luka.
3: i was like what the hell is going i don't know man like, there was one we have two palmings
0: I... tim hardaway oh, that's right. so- yeah 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 no there was one uh there was one there was a lot of fouls that James Harden's get gets that they were BS. But there was one really egregious one. I forgot who it was that was taking a charge.
2: Um, I think it was uh, – I, I know what you're talking about. I, was yeah, it was, it was I think so it was DeLon Wright.
0: Egreg- yeah, yeah. It was so egregious. Like, DeLon Wright's really good at drawing charges. But, like, they didn't challenge it at all. They didn't use their challenge at all. And I'm like, come on. Like, you got to use it for that. Like, you know that he didn't get all of these fouls. Like, just, just for once and it would have been a foul another foul on james harden and that would have been i don't think it was at that point it would have been six but it would have been like another it would have been like four fouls in the first like quarter or something because he was racking them up real quick
3: i mean is there anything else you want to say about this game this game that shouldn't have happened the way it did
0: um make your dang free throws um and just don't suck at the clutch
1: we're gonna start a GoFundMe to get Grant and I as the new free throw coaches for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, <laughs> we are the uh, we're we're basically like basketball. Like if it doesn't require running or
2: jumping, we're pretty good at basketball. All right, so. uh, speak for yourself. On the, <laughs> <laughs> not requiring running or jumping. I mean, jumping. Yes, I can. I can run.
3: Okay.
1: Okay. Uh. Sh- uh He is at Edmund the Slayer. Shout him out. Tell him to, you know, put some vids of his 40 time. We'll see what we can do. All right.
3: Hey, guys. This is Ruben again. Um, You know, there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. You know, it's great because the sports world is slowing to come back, right? Especially with the NBA. Um, And that's great for us because we are an NBA podcast and more specifically a Dallas Mavericks podcast. Um, But that's not all, though. Like, at BetOnline.ag... They have UFC, they have boxing, they have NASCAR, which I know Grant is super excited about, and they have international soccer, meaning Bundesliga and EPL happening um, as of right now. And BetOnline has the best odds and lines for these upcoming games and matches. And if you need more, BetOnline they do simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC games and matches uh, happening live every day, um, and that's mostly for like devout, devout gamblers who, you know, that's something they can check out. Um, And it's cool because BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and they have the best props to the business. So you can visit BetOnline.ag on your computer, on your tablet, or on your phone, especially while you're listening to this podcast. And if you join now, you can receive a welcome bonus. Um, So remember, BetOnline.ag your online wagering experts
1: cool uh all right so we got uh tonight we have the phoenix suns which should not be uh which shouldn't be a challenge but uh who knows Uh, You jinxed it i know it's i I guess it shouldn't be yeah I'm, i'm knocking on all the wood typically speaking with the phoenix suns we normally don't have to worry about clutch time minutes uh because we're usually up by a significant margin, but hell, down by a down. down, yeah. Was, <laughs> the Suns
0: have, have given the Mavs problems without cause for like years, and it makes me so mad. Like no team pisses me off more than the Suns. Like that opening day, like Luca's first game, right. the loss to the Suns. I was just like, are "You kidding me, guys? Like really? You're gonna do this?" Luca's first game, but then yeah. they keep doing it, and they almost lost the Suns in Dirk's last home game and I was like don't you freaking dare right. let Jamal, like, Crawford, Jamal and his Crawford 50 dude. burger ruin this night. <laughs> yeah.
1: I will say, I will say that uh, Phoenix consistently has the nobody believes in us because most people shouldn't but they they that it's is earned. that is an un or an irrefutable inspiration that happens in sports all the time. It's just like a team that's just underestimated. Yeah. Um, like I'm reminded of like, what was it? There was like a bills game at one point, sorry to throw this to football again, but like they were, they were uh betting line of them was like, they were supposed to lose by three touchdowns and ended up winning by four. Um <laughs> And it was just like the biggest, uh biggest betting swing of all time. And uh that's kind of how I think of the Phoenix Suns. They're, they're the, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills uh, of the <laughs> uh, of the league, uh, occasionally good, but I can't place why. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, hopefully, we can get some uh, free throw shooting uh, corrected. Uh, I, knowing Rick Carlisle, I bet that's the only thing they did. I bet the, we just drilled <laughs> through that. Um,
3: or like clutch I, time, just like clutch time scenarios or sure. whatever. Like
1: just getting used to it, man. Yeah. Totally.
3: Uh, we've got some
1: Dallas Wings action. I am excited. You know, I haven't really followed WNBA until really now. I'm getting. I'm super new to it. Uh, but I will say, seeing successful entry passes has been just. Oh god, like it's just like seeing good passing, seeing like good ball movement. Uh, I will say, like it is. It is fundamental he- heaven for me when I'm watching WNBA. So, uh, Bryce, you've covered the Wings uh, either casually or uh, you've written an article or so, if I'm not mistaken. So, who who are, who are some players that we should look out for uh, uh, on the
0: Dallas Wings? So, uh, the main person to watch is Satu Sabali, who is a – She's positionless. She's literally, like, positionless. I don't know how to just play power forward slash small forward, but can literally play any position on a basketball court. Um, She does, like, literally everything. Like, defensively, she's extremely versatile. She's got rim protection. She's um, quick, like, side to side, so she can cover, like, the faster guards and um, people like that. Um, She's really good locking down the post. Um, She handles the ball really well. Has not shot well from three this season. I think she's one of, like, nine or something mm-hmm. um, so not a great start but also Arike Ogumboale is probably the wing's best player she was literally a walking bucket last year and should have won rookie of the year definitely going to be bitter about that for a long long time sure. um, but she like all you need to know about her is she gets buckets like she makes bad shots she makes mid-range shots on the run step back shots like she's very quick to the rim um, not super great defensively and like is much better shooting guard role, which last year she was playing a lot of point guard because Skyway Diggins-Smith was out for the majority of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, But now Mariah Jefferson's here. Mariah is a uh, Dallas native. She was the main piece in the Liz Cambage trade. Um, So she is a absolute rocket to the rim. She's just so quick, um, really good offensively at getting into the paint. Um, Think like, prime, like JJ Barea is, is kind of that shares that similarity of just like always going to get to the rim um, and a really good distributor as well. Um,
1: Absolutely. I've seen some of the highlights where I'm just like, Jesus, that is splitting an offense. It's just like, it just looks like a regular drive and she's like, Oh, she's at the rim already. Like, yeah,
0: she's so fast. And then we just have three rookies. They have three top seven, three of the top seven picks in this year's draft. Uh, Sabali was number two. She mm-hmm. was also Oregon teammates with uh, Sabrina Ionescu. Um, cool. Who um, is probably going to be out for a month. Um, they played against each other for the first time ever. It was a really sweet moment the WNBA shared of like them like hugging after the game. Uh, the Wings won, by the way, by 13. So it sure. wasn't super close. Um, but the best game Satu's had was against the Fever in a very big comeback win. Sabali had 23 points which is the most for any wing this season. She also had 17 boards. Holy was, hell. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, was <laughs> nuts. She went, she went off. She's a block and a steal, I think, at every single game, um, and is averaging like three assists um, or maybe 2.5. Um, but she's a really good passer as well. She can run the pick and roll um, as someone who's 6'4", which is, um, which is about like some power forward size um, or height for – that's a, WNBA player.
1: That's something I wanted to to ask: is what are some of the main differences of the WNBA as far as like size and like maybe pace wise that uh, that a casual person wouldn't be aware of uh, ahead of time?
0: So, in, for centers in the NBA, you think of like seven foot is like the average, but sure. like there's not a lot of seven foot uh, women. Sure. Um, in the WNBA, um, I'm looking at how tall Brittany Griner is because I think she's um, the tall. Is WNBA player da, 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 da. also? She's from Houston. Okay, she's six eight, and I know Liz Cambage is also six eight. So I think that's sure. like the tallest player. So six four is is pretty tall. Sure. Um, most of the guards are like five ten or something. They're not like that much shorter than like NBA guard. It's just like the the range is is right. smaller. Sure, there's more post play as well. It's it's more. It's not like it's not like the two bigs. It, it's it's mm-hmm. still it, it's developing um, like a little differently than the the NBA is like the NBA usually have like just one big nowadays, but in like the mid 2000s or 2010 ish, I think still you had teams that were running out too big. So there's a lot more post play a lot more um, ball movement less less ISO hero ball stuff um, right in the NBA
1: that's the thing that I find is so interesting is like, you know, the, the criticism I heard of the WNBA is just like, it's just like, Oh, it's just not as explosive as, as I'm like, well, if the only thing you're looking for is just freak athleticism and nothing else, then like, yeah, you're not, you're probably not going to enjoy the WNBA. But if you like watching someone like Luca play, which Mm -hmm. as much as I love that boy, as much as I'm so happy, I share part of his name. He is not a freak athlete. Like he, like there's a lot of times he makes moves on the court that, like i said that remind me of larry bird in the sense that he's not particularly faster or more explosive but he just knows where to go and just gets the ball where it needs to go and it makes a great basketball play which is something i think the 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 nba can use more of is just guys that are just making smarter plays and that's mm-hmm. where you're seeing guys like jokic just you know that just look like a gigantic fat eighth grader, but he's just amazing at getting, just getting the ball to where it needs to go. So that's
0: exactly uh, what he looks like.
3: Gosh, <laughs> it's, it's so on point. Well, not right now though. He's, he's yeah, slimmed he, down a little bit. Yeah. He, he is slim. slim he's slim
0: yeah. thick now. Yeah. Slim thick, <laughs> yeah.
1: which is different from skinny fat. I have heard, I have heard that. It is, that is, it is I, very I, different. Yeah, it is different. <laughs> but, but yeah, guys, the, wing,
0: the wings are fun. They are, they're young. Um, they're three rookies. Um, Satu Sabli is the main one. Uh, Bella Allery, I think she was the fifth overall pick. Um, yeah, she's out of Princeton. She's a power forward. Um, got some defensive versatility. Can shoot threes. Um, has a really solid post offense. Um, and then Tayasha Harris, who is out of South Carolina. Um, her, they've they've got two legit point guards, um, and so they're basically doing. I forgot which which two players it was that that Rick Carlisle did the thing where he like mirrored their minutes of like they would play together. Um, sure. I don't remember who it is, but they're doing that like exactly to a, to a T. So whenever Mariah Jefferson is uh, on the floor, um, Tyasha Harris is not, and then vice versa. So they've always got one, know. one good point guard um, running the show.
1: Excellent. Well, I will definitely be watching some more Dallas wings basketball uh, for certain because Uh, God knows it's better than the MLB so uh, either way so we we won't talk uh, the Texas strangers right now. Hey guys just wanted to remind you that Bet Online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag your online wagering expert Hey, men, start taking notes, because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, and the water-resistant technology allows you to even shave in the shower. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you.
3: All right, Ruben, heard we got some questions we do we got some questions this week actually got a shit ton of questions probably because you know the nba is back officially so we are a bit more relevant now (laughs) i know we're probably gonna get more questions going forward um oh wait again guys if you guys send questions are about the same i'm just gonna combine them uh it didn't happen this week but i think going forward we're just gonna you know, shout out both people who asked basically the same question.
1: Hey Ruben, real quick, can you yes. shout out everybody we had the most listens, something or other? Didn't we have like the most listens oh. or most downloads in a month? Something like that? So
3: yeah. So actually guys, we uh we broke our record um with since we joined Armchair with uh the most downloads we've had in a month. Um a lot of that's obviously because the NBA is back, NBA was coming back, NBA is here now. Um we really appreciate every single one of you guys. Who download? We've had downloads from China, <laughs> from Canada, um, definitely in Slovenia, Germany, um, Croatia. It's a bunch of random spots, France. You know, so uh, thank you guys very much for you know listening to us and joining us and you know engaging with us too on Twitter. Like I know this week, uh, this weekend, uh, Tim who isn't on uh, really did a lot of engagement stuff on the on our app on the uh, Twitter account. Uh, the underscore MFLs, Um, you know, just getting to talk to you guys and getting to know you guys more and just keep doing what you guys are doing, man. Like we really appreciate you guys.
1: Shout out the world,
3: the world, the entire world. (laughs) So I was getting some questions guys. So first question comes from lane, our good bud lane. He asks, what's something that you're proud, proud of yet, proud of yet haven't really had a chance to talk about. So I'm gonna go first. Uh, I think the person in this like this chat that will appreciate this is Bryce. (laughs) Um, I'm super proud that uh, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, in my road the show, are have gone back to back to back to back in World Series titles. (laughs) So proud of you because of me. Because of my player, it's something that I don't talk about often, like on any of my Twitter accounts, uh, just because because no one cares. Just for like, like two people, <laughs> like I'll text Bryce, I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like, but uh, know uh, I, I get upset because like
0: the Rangers, like in my road to the show. Yeah, we're, we're talking about two different Road to the Show players. So, so okay, okay. Um, so this is all video games. I was just like,
1: what you're saying is false. <laughs> the,
0: the, the fake Rangers traded for, for Fernando Tatis, who at this point is the best player in baseball, like in this 2024 simulation. But like, it's like a month into the season, he's hitting like 110 or something. And I'm like, that that's not how this works. He's supposed to be good. Stop making him be bad. Like, stop it that, is, fire I've fire had that
1: same problem with 2k where i will just like get a player that just has like something where it's just like they hit the right potential and it's just like uh i will just love that player unconditionally it's like no guys grievous vasquez is gonna be really good because like, he just happened to be <laughs> good on 2k or something <laughs> uh, does
3: anyone else does anyone have anything to share for this one
2: grant
1: no. not proud of anything
3: I'm proud of um, I'm proud
1: of
2: oh, no. I got my I got oh, my tenth that. online uh, NASCAR Heat Five win last night. I got my seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth win. Nice
3: Nicely done, down, dude! Shit. Very nice little cool run right there.
1: Well, uh, say- a, a personal thing for me. Uh, I just moved into my first, like my own apartment. It's the first time that I have been approved for a lease without a cosign. So I got Hell to yeah, check dude. that off the bucket list. So that's nice. Yes. Yeah, Let's say uh, I, ATX. What's
0: up? I'm I'm proud of the. Uh, I had a couple of things that I wrote on, like, Sunday night when I was working for the news. And um, one of them was that really good uh, Wings piece about uh, Greg Bibb and arguing with with Ted Cruz. And I got to talk about Ted Cruz's testicular fortitude in a real (laughs) article. So that was nice. And then this other, like, thing that I wrote that was real quick about um, Zeke Elliott giving uh, shoes and equipment to South Oak Cliff's uh, football team. Uh, that made it on the front page of like the actual Morning News website. Look so at this like, guy. Yeah.
1: A real hero, a real
3: human man. being, Bryce Patrick. <laughs> uh, let see. Next question comes from James, of course. Oh, God. James. not It's not too bad, I don't think. It's more of a tongue twister. Uh,
1: oh, that's right.
3: How many loads could Roblo rob if Roblo could rob lows? It's pretty good. Seven. <laughs> seven just throwing a number out there and perkins <laughs> and perkins and perkins i think you
0: get away with one <laughs> he's very handsome and very charming i think he could get away with seven i was thinking like, about you know, like, here you go roblo just take whatever you want Your name how is many Lowe's. Little... could
2: roblo Lowe buy yeah <laughs> yeah how much yeah how much
1: does a, a lowe's franchise cost i mean like mm-hmm. it's got to be huge right because the the research be, like, grant
0: I don't know. Maybe the mm-hmm. I bet the prices are pretty low. Oh,
1: oh. oh there you go. we've now reached an all-time low here. <laughs> yeah. <at the> M- <laughs> M- pod. So, right, thank you, James.
0: I don't the know. Post- I, I don't know an all-time low song. Otherwise, I would have referenced it there. Oh, dude! I, I was thinking. Uh, I was
1: like, we should start a pop, pop Maria band. Me in, just, <laughs> but I don't know if Rob Lowe has like an iconic, like character that you could dress up as like how would you go to a ha- halloween party dressed as rob Trig- Lowe? just be
0: chris trigger be like super positive and, like, yeah. have like running yeah. stuff
1: <laughs> totally yeah you just have to be, be in
0: shape and like very <laughs> handsome which neither uh, of those things uh, am i gonna do yeah i was just like oh, so we're out <laughs> okay got it <laughs> uh, let's
3: see next question comes from emil's i hope i'm saying your name right dude um emil says emil says what do you think of the nba's bubble in orlando have you done a good job and do you think there's anything they should work on? Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's been a great thing so far. Um, they've proven that if you wear masks and social distance, you know. And frequently test. And frequently test. Like, you know, they can. uh you know, MLB. Yeah, yeah MLB. <laughs> and the world and the U.S. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, they've proven if you do all that, that think good things can happen and people can play basketball and stuff like that um the only thing i wish they wouldn't work on is that i wish they would call me about being a fan on those screens i'm awaiting that call i've signed up and i want to be on so bad because i want to test my theory about um what happens if you throw up a middle finger i want to see (laughs) if they like so
1: you, <laughs> <laughs> you are asking explicitly to violate their terms and policies.
0: I love this. I to, this
3: is good. I don't see if they'll find it. You know, like I saw like Dirk. <laughs> I saw Dirk was in a you know was in a game the other day. Like a It wasn't of actually Dirk. Was
0: Dirk. I think it was just a picture of Dirk. I
3: know it was a cutout. But you know, just like I saw Dirk. Like multiple there. cutouts. No, was but, like, I I, was I saw say,
1: Dirk.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just how slow he is now. Um, just Dirk and you
3: know. 2005
0: jersey, yeah. I have uh, I have one main issue with the bubble. It's that there was a quadruple header on ESPN, and Stan Van Gundy called multiple games. Get him off my television! Make it He's stop. Good. I like no. Stan Van Gundy. No, no. you know wait, who no, I wait, think No, no, Jeff. No, Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy. Excuse right. me. Stan Van Gundy is a gosh darn delight, and I love yes. him. I Jeff say- Van Gundy <laughs> can shut up and not and keep shutting up for forever. I am so sick of everything he has to say. like, even when he makes good points and has, like, insightful things, I'm like, I hate you so much (laughs) that I don't even appreciate this thing that you're doing. And, you know, it's just, like, Mike Breen is a delight. He is a treasure. He is Mm -hmm. absolutely deserving of being the lead on, like, ESPN broadcasts and in the finals. Like, when he says bang, I feel it in my soul. But, like, him and uh, Mark... uh, Jackson, Jackson yeah. uh, like Mike Breen or my, not Mike Breen? Uh, gosh, Van whatever, Gundy. whatever. Van Gundy and and J- and Jackson like just ruin everything good that he does, and it makes me so sad that there, Doris Burke is right there. She's right there. She's so good. Just put she, her on the main broadcast. She's so entertaining, and like the
1: thing that I think that makes Doris Burke that much better is when she like she'll just like stumble upon some subject where she just goes like, you know, I'm not really sure, but this is what I think. Like, she still like adds insight to things, as opposed to to Van Gundy that he just he has ESPN disease where it's like I'm gonna say a thing that I think isn't being talked about and consider it insightful you know i really think that that paul george is is has become underrated i'm like he was third in mvp voting last year how is that underrated asshole like
0: <laughs> uh, and it's it, it i'm not gonna a, lie
1: it's because he was a houston coach and i will just never
0: you know i just he's just so it, the one thing like really like just sent me over the edge on him was um oh gosh it was when when DeAndre Jordan came, like, his first game, like, against the Mavs in Dallas after mm-hmm. he, like, spurned the thing, and it was right in the middle of, like, there was also the Greg Hardy thing going on. He's like, you know what? Dallas fans are, like, terrible. Like, they'll cheer for Greg Hardy, who, like, is a domestic abuser, but they'll boo DeAndre Jordan for not signing with their team. I'm like, what? What, I what think is that? Also, like, like... He went off for, like, the whole game on that. It was <laughs> so awful. Well,
1: it's also just, like... It's a little different in football where you just want to see your team do well. But, like, yeah, if we want to talk about the differences of, like, how ethically questionable the NFL is versus the NBA, those are two completely different conversations. And it's also, like...
0: Not all Mavs tell, fans are tell, Cowboys fans. right? And also, like, not all of them are cheering Greg Hardy. Right. And, like, yes, they're allowed to boo this guy who was an a-hole and, like, was stupid in the way he went about, like, allegedly i'm gonna sign with you guys and then just out of nowhere i'm gonna lock myself in a house and be a petulant six-year-old and take <laughs> pictures of the chair against the door and say that mark cuban is driving around frantic around the city of houston trying to call like no like they're allowed to boo him yeah, and but he also sucked while he was here so they're allowed to boo him double but also, like, which cheers are
1: for Greg Hardy? You know what I mean? Like, like it's not like someone's just like. And now, starting like it's like that's just, anyways, different thing. Sorry, uh, yeah. the bubble's been great. I, I, I'm every time I watch NBA basketball, I'm like, I'm just so thankful this is here. And considering the different options and watching all of yeah. these sporting events that are in empty stadiums, this is the
2: best way we could have hoped for it. So, thanks for the question, uh, Emil's.
3: Yeah, huh? Grant, do you have a, can do anything Do you
2: uh, so there's way there's way too much like sliding around. I don't know what's on the courts, but everyone's falling and everyone's sliding, and it scares yes. the shit out of me. Yes. Okay, yeah, other that's
0: than true, that, yeah.
3: no, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, that's true. Also, All right, see.
0: TJ TJ Warren dropped fifty four in, in an NBA game
3: on four free throws. Against a good team. Wow. Four free throws. Four. That's crazy, dude. He hit I can't nine get over threes. that. He
0: hit nine threes. The dude could not hit threes like two years ago. He was like just elite, like mid-range, and like now he hits threes and hit the nine. Sons gave up, the Suns gave up money for him, bro. Like that was it. That was nuts. Oh, and man. Now he's like very good at basketball. Well right. He's good got Pacers
2: leading score. I mentioned that last week, Pacers leading score.
3: <laughs> yeah, he does. <did. laughs> all right, let's see. Next question comes from Jedi Master Shea, and he asked, and I think that we should make this a group thing, and I'm actually going to make a timer. I'm going to pull up a timer so we can do this. Oh, man. Professional. Yeah, because no, well, because I want to see. I don't know if you guys heard the question, but you want to see how many U.S. states can we uh, name? So Kansas over, City. So I'm gonna put a minute. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'm gonna going. Going put a minute on here. Oh God! I'm gonna put a minute on here, and I'm going to, ready, Are we just we're gonna. We're gonna all shout it out. So we're gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna to try to roundtable it as much as possible, but.
1: Uh, okay, so. But it'll who's be, starting then? Yeah, who's starting? I'll start. Okay, so You're I'll ready? go next.
3: You're gonna name all the easy ones. Screw you. <laughs> Okay, uh me, Don Bryce and then Grant. Okay. <laughs> so just go name just name one and go on, right? Right. Okay.
1: Texas. California. Oklahoma.
2: Idaho.
3: Missouri. Massachusetts.
2: New Hampshire. Iowa.
3: <laughs> Wyoming.
2: Washington. Illinois. Alaska shout out Edmund. uh ohio florida hawaii uh there are more uh <laughs> new york
0: <laughs>
3: vermont
0: new mexico rhode island maryland
3: oh god it's getting hard now uh do you say arizona yet no no okay cool connecticut colorado Delaware. <laughs> oh, God damn it. The first um, state. Um, Wisconsin.
2: Uh, North Dakota.
3: Oregon. Oh, there we
2: South, go. South Dakota.
3: <laughs> timer, no. timer, timer. I don't think we've
1: got any of the Carolinas that oh, we thinking.
3: Oh, what do you think of the Carolinas? God damn I'm sorry. Alaba- How did I not say Alabama? What's wrong with that? Yeah, you? yeah, if you're not listening, I'm, so, I listening, I'm sorry. I freaking lived there. One, two, three, four, five. We named like 26, so half of them. Which would be good. Yeah, that's like
1: that's like just under you know, two seconds. I think
3: we would have gotten it. Yeah. Yeah, if we actually time yeah, I just wanted to time it because if Ruben uh, hadn't
0: taken a sweet time on every answer. (laughs) So smart Fuck you.
3: Okay. Yeah, try
1: finding Wyoming on a map. I can never do it. It's like top
2: left to the rightish.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like under Montana. That's where I, it is. It's, I need to take uh, directions from Grant next time I'm on vacation. Yeah. On. Just, just go top uh, left. There we go. uh Oh, there's a map behind yeah. us. Oh, that's funny. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. It's under. Oh. It's under Montana. Oh. Dude. yeah, I was cheating. Y'all didn't see that. I was <laughs> <a bit bigger.
0: laughs> but can you actually like read the states or whatever? No, no? Absolutely. Not. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was about to say, what the hell, guys? All right, hold it's on. It's
0: also backwards on your screen, so or at least on mine. I don't know.
1: I like Florida mainly because it looks like we're peeing on Cuba.
3: <laughs> uh, let's see. Next wow. question comes from. Uh, this question comes from Michael. Michael asks, at this point, it seems like that we're playing the Clippers. But if you had to pick a first round opponent between Houston, Denver, Utah, or OKC, who would it be? I'm gonna let you guys answer this one.
1: Utah, uh, Corona's avenge. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, Utah definitely looks the worst out of all those teams. Yeah. Uh, and it'd be so fun to play Denver.
0: Without Bogdanovich, like, yeah. they're they're just a much worse team. They don't have the shooting. They're just –
2: yeah.
0: it feels like they're, like, two yeah. players light.
2: Yeah, he completely changed their mm-hmm. offense this season. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. So now so it's Utah. just back
2: to, like, the stalling offense that they had the last two years.
0: Yeah. That was actually a
1: fun game. It's like, how do you say your name as if it's – Bogdan Bogdanovich. So, for example, I would be Don 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 Bonovich, something like that. Don Don Don, Donovich. Don Donovich. yeah. I like was...
2: this game, but his name is Bojan Bogdanovich. Bojan. Bojan forgive me. Sorry. I was... uh, but the joke was I, I accidentally called him Bojan Bojanovich.
1: Oh, that's right.
3: <laughs>
1: Shout out G Pong.
3: Uh... <laughs> All right. We are now see.
1: Bloops and Hefeweizens. So yeah Tampa. i think
3: i think utah is the you know unanimous choice here uh yeah. to everybody so i don't like
0: i don't like the devil i really like bull bull i think he's really good also God, but like i so do good. want someone to just like jam on michael porter jr's face mm. like he's always he's always had like kind of a hateable face like he's got that kind of like smug douchey look <laughs> and now that he's like a vaccine truther i'm like someone just destroy that kid also well, he also
2: tweeted blue lives matter and he uh he he did
0: something else. Oh, back. he like crapped on. He said Luke was going to be super overrated. Like, oh, yeah. we well, I mean, stuff. That was nothing. like, that's not like a real issue. Well, he did like
3: the COVID thing, right? He was like, oh, it's not. Yeah, real. no, he was
0: like talking about like, I've never yeah. been vaccinated and like vaccines or give you whatever.
3: But college is required to be vaccinated. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, like, there's something it's about just, Michael Porter Jr. that just screams MTV reality show. It
3: really which makes does. me
1: Which makes me hate him even more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, I hope someone like, Pulls him aside, has a genuine conversation like, look, you're being an idiot. Like, this is science. This is people's lives. Like, if you're a vaccine truther, don't science, go look up some actual science. You know why we're having this? It's because we don't have a vaccine. Like, that's why we are in a pandemic why you haven't seen your friends in, or you shouldn't have seen your friends in like six months. And like, I haven't seen makes, guys in makes me,
1: months. Like, makes me, makes me wish that uh cat was at the bubble. Cause that's exactly who should dunk on Michael Porter jr. Cause his mom, his mom passed due to coronavirus uh, complications. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, Hey, you know, you know, this is all a hoax. I could, I would like to see my mom again. That's not happening, yeah, and that, that's that's yeah. the thing that 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 pisses me off about this entire thing. And sorry to go on this tangent, but basically, like yeah, you, know. you know, there's yeah. it's one thing for some people to. It's just the common cold. I'm like, for a lot of people, yeah, that's what that is. Uh, I currently have a coworker that's on month two of uh, not being able to take care of her kid. Okay, that's not a hoax. She's not doing yeah. that because it's fun. She's not doing that because. Um, this virus is nothing. It's like, there's there's just so many different variables of what this thing can do, and we haven't figured it out yet. And it's like, so wear your goddamn mask and, you know, wash
0: quit your coughing, hands. Yeah, quit
1: coughing <laughs> on people. Anyways, yeah. sorry. Yeah,
0: to... take your vaccines because there's some people who can't and right. they need herd immunity, aka everyone who's healthy and can have vaccines <laughs> to be vaccinated. Right. So... What Get I would like for
1: everyone is to have Colin Cowherd to Marie Dundee. I couldn't say that word correctly.
0: No. <laughs> All right. Dumb question. See, right. Next Dumb. question.
3: Yeah. Next question. All right. See, uh,
0: I love that we I, turned, like, who, did the Mavs, who do we want the Mavs to play into, like, dunking on vaccine truthers? The second uh, the uh,
3: second that you okay. brought up, the second someone brought up. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr., bro. That was it. I was like, <laughs> fuck, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> next question comes from Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams says, with focus on everyone and fan base on a third star, why is there no mention of securing a lockdown defender via trade slash free agency?
2: It's less sexy to talk about.
1: Yeah, uh, I disagree.
2: I disagree, Tyler. Uh, you know that I have been longing for a uh, defensive anything on the Mavs
0: for the last, like, 15 years. So I mean, they have Dorian, but it's not enough. Oh, rim. yes, it's not. Tim Hardaway Jr. is an adequate defender, but –
1: I mean, we have the yeah. LeBron Slayer and J.J. Barea, but he can Darn only do right. so much. Yeah, he's yeah. only really great at defending the post, though. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, his blocking ability? Insane. But yeah, the
2: Mavs, <laughs> uh, Mavs philosophy on defense this year has been uh, why well, defense win yeah. offense.
3: Exactly. <laughs> you know, so... But I mean, like it's, it's a, like...
0: it's a fun defensive strategy, though. Very fun.
1: <laughs> hey, man, I, I love 150 points in a game. It's a good take. Same.
0: I
2: mean,
0: you know, 150 I think,
3: points in
2: a loss yeah
3: God damn it. okay anyway. <laughs> no but i you know i do think it's like just because it's just not sexy to talk about and you know it is something that we probably do need to look into in free or trade uh it's also uh, you know
1: sorry i i think like getting third star is like perfect rumor mill fodder what's not is normally like good basketball sense uh personnel trades like that's usually not like we'll talk about that we definitely want want to have those conversations but you know your casual mouse fan is just who's another player i could get super excited about that's going to be obvious how good they are so let's get bradley beal here or let's get you know some those, of those let's, let's get giannis so, here
0: giannis giannis forget it <laughs> yeah no it, it's just so annoying to have those conver- i can't even have those conversations with people because they're like what if we trade like uh, I don't know Justin Jackson for Bradley Beal. Why wouldn't the the Wizards? Do, like <laughs> like, it's just the trade packages are never like reasonable, or they like go too far. It's like, what if we trade Luca and Kristaps for Bradley Beal? Would that be enough to get him here? Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah, I think that, I think that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Wizards do would do that. You think they would? You think they'd
3: pitch in John Wall too?
1: <laughs> I don't know. it
3: let next question so he's a bad mofo asked two questions okay um so the first one that we're going to cover is what is go- what is it going to take for luka to be a consistent free throw shooter practice dirk's gonna have to <laughs> yell at him
1: some sort of uh wizard's blessing um some sort of magical spell perhaps um we haven't we haven't ruled out conjuring. Maybe we could just mm-hmm. you know find a way of possessing his hands during a free someone throw. I don't know. We, we haven't we haven't explored all the options yet.
0: I I I have actually a serious. I think someone needs to like challenge him competitively, like because that's mm. like that we've seen like in moments where like he when he wants something really badly like he will go get it and make it happen. I got it. I got it. I once, got got he, it. I got once it. he got so that sorry. switch on uh, on Harden, like he's like I'm gonna make this shot. So like maybe if like I don't know.
1: Let's Please. promise him Fortnite skins if he increases his free throws. <laughs> <laughs> <Just some V-box. laughs> like we'll we'll we'll, we'll pay for all of his microtransactions on Fortnite if he oh starts making his free throws. We'll we'll start a GoFundMe. Contra-
0: no, Mark Cuban will pay for his 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 stuff. I know, <laughs> oh, I know. That's but, a contract bonus. Write yes, that into his a contract day. bonus. <laughs> yeah, you get unlimited in skins
1: <laughs> in Fortnite or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what him, Fortnite
2: is. <laughs> lock him in a dark, uh, dark gym with with Dawn and promise him Fortnite skins, and I guarantee you he'll. Be <laughs> you <laughs> How,
1: have you have you been reading my fan fiction of me locking Luca in a no. dark room I can't about read. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> Sorry. All
3: right. So he also asks, um, "This is a good one, actually. I think I like this one a lot." Is Carlisle afraid of restraining Luca? Ooh. I mean, at critical times, Luca seems to be out of control, turning the ball over. With mental breakdowns and bad shot selection, how will he discipline Luca to help him be a smarter slash wiser shot taker and ball controller?
1: I think part of that is when it comes to being a good coach and coaching someone as young as Luca, sometimes letting him fuck up is what's going to make him the better player long term. And so that's really what's go- like, so as much as we like to think, you made a turnover, your ass is on the bench. It's like, no, like, he'll give that scolding dad look at Luca. But it's also like, that that's how you learn. That's what you need those reps. Like, you know, we can't anticipate championship in year two as much as I'm very much pulling for it and rooting for it. But that's what happens to a natural player's progression is they got to suck in certain points and they need to know what they need to improve on rather than just be like, well, I'm great
0: at everything now. Also yeah. the bar for luca has been set. So, and like, also oh, yeah. like, that's what Rick Harlow has done in the past. And it is like, to the, like the detriment of players a lot of times, like totally, he, he always had a very tough time, like letting the reins go. Like even when Jason kid got here, like he still had trouble letting a guy right who was yeah. going to be a hall of famer, like letting him just like run the offense as opposed to like micromanaging and calling a bunch of plays. And like, um, that's why he hasn't done well with like young players. Traditionally, he's gotten much better about that. That's, a huge credit to him for guys who are such like basketball geniuses to like let the reins go a little bit is very tough and like he recognized very early on um, that like Luca is very smart and also he's still like 21 like he is <laughs> he's so young and he put up a 28 point triple double <laughs> and everyone's like wow Luca you
3: suck ass so much <laughs> like that's that's what the bar has become yeah. All right, let's see. Next question. That was a good question for him. Let's yeah, see. great question, buddy.
0: Yeah.
3: Next question comes from Tyler Edzel. Uh Tyler asks, and this is for Grant mostly because I know Grant is – yeah, he just turned around. <laughs> <laughs> um, can KP average more points per game than Luka in these eight games? Uh,
2: yes, especially if he keeps just lighting it up from the first – first quarter every single game absolutely he can I think gets
0: 11 free throws
2: yeah yeah um I mean he can but that's only because you ask Porzingis to do two things on the court protect the rim and shoot the ball uh you asked Luca to do a lot more and Porzingis has looked amazing from uh you know he's been he's been posting up fading away he's been doing it all so I mean I think I think he could easily average more in the first eight games but seeing I mean,
1: a seven-footer pull off a mid-range one-foot fadeaway just brought a tear to my eye. It was uh, especially it
2: was so, so Dirk. You can't really see because so Dirk shoots him like this. Mm-hmm. Like Dirk's fading Slanted. back like this. Porzingis yeah. is like this when yeah. he shoots back. <laughs> yeah, it's He's definitely like, more
3: horizontal. Ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. All right. Good question. Let's see. Um, oh wait, no, that was cool. okay. Here we go. This one comes from a Foki Poki. I love that. <laughs> name. Okay. Did he turn himself around? <laughs> Sorry, FICO pokey. All right. So he asks, "What state would you like to visit the most?" Mm. So I'm trying to get states, state <laughs> oh, <well, laughs> states that I haven't been to. State of mind. Oh well, I'm trying to get states I haven't been to yet. Uh, definitely, I think Washington State. like just like the general Pacific yeah. Northwest would be super chill to go to. I so.
1: was going to say Why? Portland, Oregon, but it's a l- probably a little dicey right now. So yeah, yeah. Kind of like anywhere
3: right now is dicey. Yeah, thick.
1: that's
2: true. Yeah. But like, uh, what's there to do in Washington? Just just wondering. It's pretty. Uh,
3: you know, you know, um, <laughs> a lot of scenery. So, so you're saying all...
2: there's a lot of green? around
3: yeah. uh, yes oh, okay, okay.
2: It's
1: awesome. <laughs> i mean like it's where the twilight films were shot so oh God, no, like to go sold. I, need I think to go to i think that it house. was all like in washington state it doesn't matter <laughs> i don't know yeah it's set in like seattle
0: i think <laughs> uh, i don't know that.
3: oh yeah i'd, I'd like, like to go to the twilight washington. guy what yeah. about you
2: guys i'll go to washington with you
3: all right let's do it in like a year from now though yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. oh edmund actually lives in washington now he doesn't live in alaska anymore so that's perfect.
3: okay Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. That, Hawaii's yeah.
2: awesome. Yeah, I haven't
1: been.
3: So, okay, cool. All right, let's see. Next question comes from Justin Barnett. Justin asks Is catching the Thunder the only realistic way to move into the sixth seed after last night? Oh, if this is, yeah, the game. So, the well, uh, game, yeah. I mean, like catching the team in front
0: of you, yes, that's that's how you do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So,
2: yes. We're not uh, we're not catching the Thunder. If anything, the Thunder are moving up. We're catching yep. the Jazz if we catch anybody. Because the Thunder, if y'all watched yesterday, looked fucking amazing. The Jazz looked yeah. like they got really lucky <laughs> against New Orleans and then, you know, aren't that and good. New Orleans
1: does not look good. And it's just like I know they're just trying to force some Zion minutes so they can get some return on their investment on all their they're, timing they've been putting into That's them. literally
0: the whole reason that they have a play-in game. It's literally because Zion. Like it's going to end up
2: – it's going to I am, end up being Grizzlies Blazers, too.
1: I am all about Zion's RBF right now, though. Like, he has just looked absolutely pissed in every cut that goes to him. It's, he does That's not, not want to be there. I've watched a, yeah, a, a lot of Pelicans
0: games because um, <laughs> I cover them for – well, I do social media for them for Fox. Um, and they are so bad defensively. It is mm-hmm. – unreal and like I still can't explain it because they have so many good individual defenders like it's it's ridiculous. like Lonzo Ball is a good defender Drew Holiday is a very elite defender Brandon Ingram has shown flashes of being okay and like Zion is a very good defender and Derek favors is is, is like the whole difference in their team like their defense is trash in general with without Derek Favors it's like anybody can just get anywhere and anything they want on them at any time seems
1: more like effort is the issue more than it is like actual skill like it's just they're, it seems like they're all there like why are we it almost seems like they've quit already and that's that's just that's what I've perceived what uh, it is. in those spaces that's what I looked like but, yesterday
3: NBA fucked up there
1: dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like this is what you get for calling a stupid fucking pelicans you could have gone with the New Orleans voodoo you could have gone with the New Orleans jazz and just taken
0: it from Utah but uh, no like, there is no pelicans. jazz in Utah I'm pretty sure that there's like, no music in Utah I'm pretty sure it's like a sin <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry to Any of our Mormon <laughs> listeners oh, Just kidding I love you Mormons I'll uh, no, see it... next question <laughs> <laughs> Next question comes from Amit So Amit asks Is it weird to want the Mavs To play the Clippers and tough it out Learn to play different ways etc Even if it's a sweep rather than the Denver Jazz In which we will average 130 points per game but not but not really forced to do anything differently and probably still lose the series still lose the series if that makes sense so basically is it better for us to play the Clippers or play um, and like learn through there like learn trial by fire or play maybe like a Denver Jazz team and maybe do okay but you know either win the series or narrowly lose or something like that
0: honestly I think it might be better to get their crap rocked I mean yeah like, every young team needs, like, a series like that. Like, the Bulls had it when they came up against the um, the Pistons at the height of their power. The Pistons got it against, uh, whatever, the Celtics or whatever. Like, these mm-hmm, dynasties, yeah. like, they need series to, like, check them. Like, the Heat needed the series against the Mavs and to, like, help them self-actualize or whatever. Like, every, like, young core, like, needs this. And so... Um, whether it happens – like, if they even if they do get in the first round and they win, like, they're going to get their crap rocked by somebody. Like, totally. it'd be nice to have them, like, win their first playoff series since the title. Literally since the title, they haven't won a playoff series since then. They've even been in one since 2016. So, either way, it's going to be big. Like, back – the last time the Mavs had a playoff game, Dirk was still, like,
3: basically uh, in his prime. Yeah, like, still still very a, end of
1: a it. starting NBA player. A
3: mobile. Like yeah, <laughs> you know, um, you know I think that man, I think no matter what it's gonna be tough. Like no matter who you go up against, just because we're a young team, um, would it be better if we like you know got rocked by the Clippers? I mean, I can't really say. I think no matter what, like if we we're to lose, I think no matter what, like wherever we lose in the in the final in the playoffs, um, it's gonna be like a learning experience for the guys, and then. You know, the front office kinda make some decisions and kinda of see like what we need to do and whether we retain these guys going next year or maybe make a few trades to get, you know, players who have a skill set that somehow better complements um KP and Luca as of right now. You know, it kinda of just depends. Uh I mean, I don't know. I think I would rather just I would rather them fight, you know, I would rather them fight uh So, let's see, I think they have a better chance for that against, like, the Jazz or the Nuggets.
1: I'm all for, you know, learning from past mistakes and, like, seeing what that next level needs to be because when I watch the Clippers play, I'm like, that's just a complete dominant basketball team. And, you know, I want to see Luka versus Paul George and Kawhi. I want to see, like, I want him to look at that and go, okay, that's where I need to get to in order to be, you know, considered one of the the best players because i think that's important to him and i think it you know yeah. that's what i'd rather see but also i mean hey uh, i think just i just love watching jokic play so if we're going to play one series and be out i mean i would be happy with either of those That'd what do nice. you think
0: grant or or the mavs could just hear me out just win everything and sweep the bucks in back-to-back finals yeah, so different. badly that Giannis comes to dallas you know yeah yeah he can yeah, beat him the, join him. Yeah, it's a realistic option.
3: <laughs> what do you have? Any you have any t- takes, Grant?
0: I agree
2: with Bryce. Let's just win and get us.
3: Okay, there we go. Perfect. We go. <laughs> All right, thank you, Ahmed. That's awesome. That was a good question. Um, Yusuf asks, "Are we going to make the playoffs?" Yes. Yes. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, <laughs> we have one day. A, there. a okay. steady balance of skepticism <laughs> here on the Hoops and Hefabisons <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Yusuf. Let's see. Okay. Next question comes from Stanley. Stanley asks, do you think our late game struggles are because we rely on Luca too much and put too much pressure on him? Or is it the coaching, i.e. not having Trey Burke in the last, in last night, for example, or just a combination of both? Um, I think it's a combo of both, you know, I think like, you know, there are there are certain aspects where I'm like, hey, like, you know, Bobon should have been or maybe Trey should have been instead of Seth, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, and on top of that, I think, like, I think Luca puts too much pressure, like, on himself a lot of the times where he's just like, okay, like, I exceeded in, like, and you know, I exceeded in Spain, you know, like, I did really well my first year. Like, I was hitting all these clutch shots my first year. Like, this is a weird, it's a very weird, like, version of a sophomore slump. Where it's just like <laughs> triple double know,
1: sophomore slump, You know, where
3: it's just like, oh shit, like, you know, I'm doing these awesome things, but I just can't fucking close out games. Mm-hmm. Um I do think it's a little both, you know, a little bit of X's and O's on Carlisle's point. And I do think that Luca maybe not like the team or us as fans put too much pressure on him, but I think he puts too much pressure on himself in the long run. So
1: I think it kind of comes back to that old that the earlier question as far as questioning Carlisle taking the reins off of him but really like i don't know it's if you look at it from a coach's perspective you know if this was like desperation like carlisle's playing for his next contract thing maybe he does go the more conservative let's play the veterans route but you know obviously they're here for the long haul they're looking longer term so it's better to develop a young player that is a star already and let him make mistakes and and go over it and grow from it than it is to, you know, trust the ball in Bobon's hands so we can get maybe one more win. Like, it's like these, you know, just one win doesn't make a season. And just, you know, those series of mistakes and missed opportunities, I think, will ultimately lead to long-term success.
3: Bryce Grant?
2: Yes. Sorry, I was just reading. Apparently, Jimmy Butler is having some issue. He mispracticed today, and Jay Crowder said something about a quarantine. So I did not hear that question. I was
0: reading. Oh.
3: It's
1: okay. I was just reiterating what I said earlier.
0: I was also I was watching a video of my friend's uh, French Bulldog.
1: I'm very glad that we are. Uh, I hope this is not the state of our audience, where even our <laughs> podcast
0: hosts don't. Duh, I got. What to, I'm I, was, saying. I was looking. I was trying to look something up on Twitter, then I
3: forgot because I. I, I got distracted by a good dog. Yeah, I was trying. I was, try, I was just trying to break news. No, no, you, no, you.
1: Yeah, good looking out there, bud.
3: <laughs> well, Stanley, thank you for the question. At least two of us were big <laughs> <laughs> Y'all also took all the good answers. So yeah.
0: sorry. I was okay, always so. planning
3: for my answer to be just yes. <laughs> all right, here's a good one. This is from Amog 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 okay so he asks why haven't the mavs hired dirk as their free throw coach yet he's still uh, because they're waiting for
2: they're waiting for that uh, hall of fame uh nomination to go through before they hire
3: that's yeah also i think he's just tired bro i'd be if i was playing <laughs> if I was playing ball for 21 years bro i'd be like fuck this i just want to he's he's for to, to, <laughs> to hang out with his kids He's yeah, too bro. busy
2: pulling Darren Williams out of uh, or he's the too mud. busy being pulled out of ditches by Darren Williams.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, he's, he's such an escalate off-roading. Bro. That made me so happy. Like,
0: seeing, I
3: was like, oh my god, Dirk. <laughs> he's so human. I mean, you know, I mean, he would be a good free throw coach, bro. He is an amazing free thrower. Free he just, so. like,
0: hey, instead of missing, just freaking make it, you idiots. I did. So just <laughs> do
3: that. Practice it a million times with holger yelling right, at you see. Right, let's see last question comes from tony campos and this is actually for me guys so <laughs> and speaking of hey, guys bye. Like, well no <laughs> yeah, so speaking well of, this like, has been guys, the Hoops
1: and half of eisen's podcast <laughs> here's reuben that's gonna just <laughs> take this one i guess
3: <laughs> well i'm saying like if guys if you guys have questions for specific like m- you know members of the podcast like you can send them i don't can't guarantee that will be on the pod but Oh, so you're we're still high
1: and mighty with a f- specific shout out. Okay.
3: I see where <laughs> gone to. his Ruben's head. <laughs> Can't so wait until Tony... I get
0: a blue check so I can, I can keep uh, it. I get in that crook on okay.
3: <laughs> okay, so Okay. Can a asks, bot get a blue check? No, it cannot. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Anyway, <laughs> so, so Tony asks, What part of Mexico are you from? Nice to see another you know big time Mexican Mouse fans. So Tony, soy de Texas, pero mi papá es de San Luis Potosí y mi mamá de Mérida in Yucatan. So uh growing up um it was interesting because my those are two very different parts of Mexico as you know. Uh San Luis Potosí is more in the mountains and Mérida is like on the coast um in the south. Uh two different two very different dialects actually growing up. Uh you could kind of hear it. I could kind of hear it growing up between like my grandparents my mom's side and my dad and on top of that like so like my Spanish isn't that good just because um for a number of reasons really uh first and foremost uh I grew up having a speech impediment like a speech kind of thing that I had to go to therapy for to get you know figured out so there's that um the two dialect thing really messed me up like um, there are certain words that my dad would say that my mom had no idea what it meant, <laughs> you know, um, just because it's different dialects. And then my grand, my grandparents on my mom's side moved here in the '70s. Well, my dad came here in like the '80, 80, like '85, '86. And so when my when my mom was here, like she grew up um, basically American because she was like two years old at the time. And uh, my grandfather had a lot of issues like trying to find work at the time and trying to like become assimilated with the culture so when i was born they were like hey like don't teach him spanish <laughs> because you know i had such a hard time finding you know being okay like being an, being a mexican in america at the time so uh yeah you know so my spanish isn't that well uh i can definitely translate and type out spanish a lot better than i can speak it uh i'm so i'm i consider myself partly bilingual, only because those goddamn future tenses get me every single time. <laughs> but, uh, um, it's just, I don't know, Just it, the rules are, once you get the rules down, it's a lot more simple than English, but um, I'm going to keep trying. So, thanks for the question, man. Right on.
0: Dude, I'm uh, from the Dallas part of Mexico, in case you were asking. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to throw a, a, a yeah, wrench Brian's in the gears, gears. That, that, yeah. Yeah.
1: all right well we are sputtering to a halt uh <laughs> this guys thank you so much shout out to all of our, our g pong brethren and sister in Uh, You guys make Twitter so much better. Uh, Shout out to all of our MFFLs out there. Thank you, everyone, that sent a question. We greatly appreciate it. We want to get more uh, listeners actually on the pod. We'll be reaching out for that sooner than later. Uh, Grant, you've been doing some awesome, awesome videos. Tell us about it.
2: Oh, yes. I've been doing awesome videos for the MFFLs YouTube uh, episode 6 of a show about basketball will be made today hopefully it'll be out tonight as well um right but enough about that happy birthday christophe porzingis oh we
1: buried the lead ah!
0: <laughs> buried ah. it. seven foot three underground ah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Christops deserves some sort of cathedral tomb whenever he does pass uh, mm-hmm. mainly out of uh Space requirements. Yeah, Yeah, not not so much uh, for ritual purposes. Anyways, I don't want to talk about burying our best players. Uh, This is literally burying the lead, uh, and I don't want to go down that path. Uh, We're super excited about uh, regular season, but we're also excited about playoff Mavs basketball. It's going to be a fun time. It's so good talking actual hoops with you guys. It's been a a uh, small dose of normalcy that I have desperately needed. And thank you everybody in the Mavs community that is helping us do that uh, and being a part of that. Uh, the, the Mavs family, community, what have you, uh, has been a one of the few good parts of the internet. So thank you very much. Uh, we are, you can follow us at, at the underscore MFFL's account. Uh, if you're gonna be asking questions, be sure to follow Ruben at Reddit Mavs. We've got Edmund the Slayer. That would be Grant. Find him on Twitter. He's also. Are you still Donnie Nelson's burner account?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Always. Okay, good to know. Uh, and then, of course, our editor in chief uh, at Bryce Paterek. P a Damn it! <laughs> God damn it! I am so sorry. I'm, I have been off on names all day. Like you're fired. I'm. I'm fired. It doesn't help that I have
2: like ten names. So that's, sorry, Bryce. That's, that's yeah, funny. Bryce. Yeah. So I, I
0: blame Grant. <laughs> Patrick,
1: forgive me so regardless <laughs> he does he does actual journalism and very and he's very good at it so please read all of his stuff uh we'll be having more articles on the mffl's website soon enough uh you can find me at don underscore denim like the pants but spelled differently this has been the hoops and hefeweizens podcast have a good rest of the day go
0: mavericks
3: there you guys how
0: the out homies this is awesome